Welcome to Soul Searching Out Space, a space to remember who you truly are, who you came here to be, and what you came here to do. To be crystal clear going from black and white thinking to full color HD, working from the inside out, reclaiming your power, waking up to your inherent wholeness, aligning soul, heart, mind, and body. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. In the previous episode, we explored some of the stories, beliefs that create our reality. A belief is a thought that we have thought so many times that it's become a belief. That there are so many different beliefs and all of these beliefs are intertwined and connected in complex ways. And that the key takeaway is that repeating thoughts over time becomes our reality and the first step is always awareness. That experiences are within you, not outside of you. For example, two people can take the same roller coaster ride in an amusement park, one happy and thrilled, and the other full of fear and shock. The same ride was experienced in two different ways by two people. The difference was in their inner world, not the outer world. That we have a choice and that the meaning of everything is the meaning we give it. That our experiences are what we say they are. When we choose to experience things positively, our life will be positive. In this episode, we are diving deeper into the realities. We were born into a story. During our upbringing, we were surrounded by people. These people are our parents, caregivers, siblings, relatives, teachers, friends, and more. Each of these people is a storyteller. And they are telling us their version of the story. All of these stories are a collection of their beliefs about life, love, family, relationships, people, education, money, religion, and more. These people don't see it as a collection of beliefs to them. These are facts of life. They are convinced that their story is the right one and they try to fit us into their story in whichever way possible. Through the experiences, we end up believing that something is wrong with us and that our true self will get us in trouble that our true self is unsafe. So we hide our true self 
and then do our best to live the story of our false self instead of our true self. We are convinced that only by living the story of our false self will we survive in this world. We believe that nothing is wrong with the story, but everything is wrong with the people themselves, who we truly are. Essentially, we are all born with a clean operating system with full access to the original spirit, our essence. But then through the civilizing process, we get conditioned with the wide range of programs that hijack our ability to access our true nature. And just to be clear, so when I say programming, conditioning, acquired mind, ego, personas, it is the process of interpreting and attaching meaning to the events that we are experiencing, making a story about the experience. That is the conditioning of our ego. Over time, to keep ourselves safe, we only run the programs of our environment of who we think we should be in order to be safe and survive. So we run these stories, these beliefs, these narratives about who we think we are. These stories and beliefs become our reality and dictate our lives. Mistakenly, we think these stories are keeping us safe, protecting us from rejection and humiliation. The reality is they are just stories we make up in our mind by attaching meanings to experiences, situations, circumstances, and events. In a way, we are serving thousands of different voices and stories. If someone has amnesia, do they really forget who they are? Or do they just forget the story of who they are, the story of their life. They only fail to recall the stories about themselves. This shows how impactful stories and beliefs about yourself are. The truth is they thought the story was them. After amnesia, Without the story, they feel lost, but they are still right there. The story is about the belief about themselves and life. If you lost your story, would you cease to exist? What if you took on another story completely different from the one you currently carry around? How would it affect your reality? There is more to you than your stories and how you relate to your stories and how your stories reflect your reality. If 
two people can take the same ride and have a different experience, this shows that multiple realities exist at the same time. You have a perspective of life that is yours. You have your lived experiences and these stories which creates the story of your life, your reality. All the things that you experience, good and bad, come together to this culminating moment that creates who you are now. And everything makes sense because of every piece of your life story. You are the leading role of your life, your movie, your show, your reality. It is the reality of you. When we watch a movie or a TV show, we see the life of a certain person. The movie is shot from an angle where the leading role the star of the movie, the hero, the main character is at the source of everything and everything else that is happening happens as someone else's story. If we take the same movie or TV show and shoot it from a different perspective from another person in it, it would be a totally different movie or a TV show. So if a movie was shot from the person on the roller coaster who was happy and thrilled, that person would be playing the leading role. And the person who was filled with fear and shock would play a supporting role if it was someone that person was close to. If it was a complete stranger, that stranger would play a bit role in the movie, the TV show, the life of the person who was thrilled and happy. The reality is that what happened during our childhood impacts our experiences, our stories, our meanings, our beliefs, and ultimately our reality. In your reality, in your life, in the TV show of you, in the movie of you, you are the lead and everyone else is either playing a supporting role, a cameo, an extra or a background role, a bit role, a guest star or a recurring role or a regular. So in your life, you are the leading role and Right now, if this is the first time you're tuning in to this podcast, I just play a bit role in your life. If you were a client of mine, I may even play a bigger role in your life. But I could never be the lead role in your life, in your reality, because you are the leading role in your life, in your reality. And I am the leading role in my life, in my reality. So it all depends on from which perspective we are observing things. What sometimes happens is that because others take up a 
big space of our lives, we imagine that they are the lead in our reality and we forget that they have their own reality and we have our own reality. We each have our roles to play. And sometimes we want to be the lead in other people's reality and then we get disappointed because others didn't treat us as the lead in their movie, in their reality. What happens with the ego is that due to our upbringing and the stories of other people, we think we need to be everything for everyone in order to survive. So we thought we need to take on different roles and not be the lead in our own movie, our own show, our own life and our own reality, but that others are the lead in our movie, our show, our life, our reality. And we play a bit role in their realities, never taking the lead in our own reality. So this is not about invalidating other people's realities because multiple realities exist and all realities are valid. And remembering that things can be real and true for someone that are very different and untrue for someone else. Due to the programming, we often feel that if we don't have the same opinions with other people, we are divided. If we can't coexist with other people who dis disagrees with us and care about people just because they don't share our opinion, it creates a world where, where we feel divided. Oftentimes, we think that our experience should be the same. And if we hear other perspectives which are different from ours, we then somehow invalidate it. We don't have the ability to expand and have space for different truths and realities that aren't the same, even though they are all valid. And valid doesn't mean the same and there there's just incredible value in hearing multiple perspectives perceptions interpretations opinions and beliefs which are different from ours it doesn't mean that we have to adopt it as the same or make it the same and merge it together and make it our own this is where it sometimes gets confusing because we attach all of these roles, all of these identities. And so when someone is disagreeing with one of our beliefs, we feel like that who we are is being threatened because we have attached that aspect of our identity, our personality our role to that experience and that story and then it does feel very threatening when someone has a different experience because on some deep level we feel our whole identity is being questioned or being invalidated 
when we realize that we are living in a world where everyone is important to themselves, then the way you speak to people changes, not because you need them to like you, but because we desire them to feel seen in their own movie, their own show, their own life, their own reality when we are with them. When we have the power to do that, people feel good about who they are around us. People don't fall in love with people at first. They fall in love with how they feel about themselves around people. This isn't about people pleasing. What we want is to have real and authentic relations and relationships with one another. And the only way we can have that is by truly honoring from a place of love where we are the most important human being in our own lives and that we are the most important person for ourselves and having conversations where we can honor all the different realities at the same time to coexist. As long as we live, we will never be the lead in someone else's movie, in someone else's reality. So why do we want to be? Why do we forget that we are the lead in our movie, on our own show, our own life, our own reality, and that they are the lead in their movie, their show, their life, their reality? We get to make a conscious choice that we are the lead in our life and our reality and that we matter just as much as everyone else does. Who are you when you can be around people who matter because you believe that they do and that you do? What conscious choices do you make when you and others matter? We are all the lead in one reality, appearing in thousands of realities at once, trying to figure out how to matter, hoping someone else is going to do it for us. But we are the ones who get to write the script. You get to decide how you want to live and how you want to express your life and yourself, what you want to learn, where you want to go, how you want to love, what memories you want to create and make, what kinds of friendship you want and how do you want that story of your life to go. The only person who can write the script where you are the lead is you. You are the lead. You are the star. And what if you made a conscious choice to be the lead in yours and allowed others to be the lead in theirs? There's one movie that's all about you. And there are so many movies where you get to play another role. You are the star of your reality. And you get to decide how you show up in other people's movies, shows, lives, and realities. What if you made a conscious choice about who you get to be 
in as many incredible movies, shows, lives, realities as possible. Not as who you think you should be, but as who you truly are. So what are the blocks that stops us from being the lead in our lives of our own reality? We often place our validation on others. One of the most dangerous addictions is the addiction to external validation. This addiction to external validation begins in childhood and we cope by separating from our true authentic self and we begin to create a false self based on what gets us love, validation, acceptance and approval. We all care about how people view us and perceive us and what people think of us. We can become desperate looking for that validation. And the brain isn't concerned with making you happy. Its only concern is keeping you safe. It's focusing on what is familiar. And from an evolutionary perspective, what's familiar is safe. What we can predict is safe. Most of us feel like unless someone else shows us that we matter, we don't. If no one else can tell us that we are the lead in our movie, our show, our life, our reality, does that mean nobody loves us? No, we all matter and we are all loved. If we got into an argument with someone or we were triggered by something which was said or done, we often want to end that discomfort right now by getting them to see things as we see it. And when they do, we unconsciously know we are safe. We have these unconscious behaviors and patterns. And often we seek this unconscious validation. So after we had a fight or a discussion with someone, we might go to others who are likely on our side that we know will support us and our perspective. Another way this impacts us is the invalidation of our own reality and invalidating the reality of others. I invite you to reflect on a time where you felt invalidated or as if someone was questioning your experience of reality. What we tend to do is we put all of our meaning and all of our worth in their hands and attach to whatever story it, it is that they have, forgetting that their story and meaning and perception will be affected by their programming and conditioning. Validation doesn't mean that if I'm validating what you're saying it means that i agree with you and what what you are saying to validate does not mean that you need to agree it is important to remember that it's healthy to learn to coexist with others who have different opinions 
and be grounded and actually hear another person's perspective without getting into that triggered emotional reactivity. Why is it that people who triggered us still matter so much because they didn't make us the star of their movie, their show, their reality? Why is it that they become the leading role in our movie, our show, our reality, our life? This is how we get sucked into abusive relationships and people-pleasing it is our responsibility to take the lead from a place of love and make ourselves the most important person in our movie, our show, our life, our reality. Often when we are triggered, we immediately want to prove them wrong and maybe even end up saying hurtful things which we can't take back. We may react from a threatened place where we did something that wasn't as we thought or intended or imagined ourselves to be or be perceived as in that moment. We often tend to think that we are the star of someone else's show and someone else is stealing our show and becoming the star of our show. We often tend to think if he or she really cared about me, they would do X, Y, and Z. He or she should know me by now. If he or she cared about me, they would X, Y, and C. I should be the first priority in his or her life, trying to make ourselves the leading role in their life. What we are really saying is that if people really love me, they should be willing to let me be the lead in their movie or else they don't love me. Is that really true? Why don't we instead lead our lives from a place of love and instead live our most awesome life, having the confidence to be who we truly are, going after our dreams and reclaiming our power? How can you coexist with people without comparing who is more important? We are all important and we can only change the world by changing our own. What blocks us from leading our own life and being the lead is that we think others should approve of us as the lead. We've got to take responsibility and lead ourselves into our leading role and remember that we are all the lead in our own reality. How can you claim that you are the lead in your reality and decide how you want to live your life regardless of what others think? How can you lead yourself in your leading role, in your reality, in your show, in your movie and understand that some people won't like it because of how their movie, their show, their reality is now going to be affected by your decisions? Maybe it didn't suit them and they are allowed to feel that way in their movie, in their show, in their reality. When someone has an opinion about us, what is different from the view we want to have of ourselves and it feels really hurtful, 
when we allow it to impact us so much that we have to take it on as our own, that is a clear indication for us to realize that, okay, there's a part of me that is wounded and still believes and needs my attention. And this is an opportunity for me to get curious and go within with curiosity, with love. I invite you to reflect for a moment. If you are living the story of your false self, how can you expect to know your real self? Who are you really? What meanings are you assigning to your experience of life? Can you allow your experience to coexist with other people's experience of reality? Are you able to hold loving space for your lived experience of reality? Are you able to speak your truth from your lived experience of reality? Are you able to honor your lived experience of reality? What is your lived experience of reality? The reality is that we are each responsible for how we perceive ourselves and how we perceive someone else. How we respond to them and how we allow another person's view or opinions or anything about their experience with us affect us. It's all just information and feedback. We get to know ourselves from perceptions and perspectives. What is important to remember is that even though our ego often wants to be right, what we are essentially looking for is understanding. Having that space to be a being that had a different experience of reality and that that experience is still valid and real even if even if someone else has a different perception of the experienced reality that our experience of reality and our differences are still honored it all starts with us. Create that loving space for yourself, validating your own experiences of reality from a place of love. And then practice showing up and holding that space for someone else. Are you consistently giving yourself the loving space to validate your, your reality, whatever it may or may not be? Because when we are able to do that, then we are able to make a conscious choice when and how to even engage with someone else. How do you stay in that centered space, grounded physically in your body, aligned in soul, heart, mind and body? 
have you laid your foundation for cultivating a centered state throughout the day? If you haven't, I invite you to listen or re-listen to episode 7, Moving Towards the Center, M&Ms, Mindfulness and Meditation. This centered state will be unfamiliar for us if we aren't practicing being centered and grounded on a daily basis, taking care of our health, getting enough sleep and rest, moving our bodies, processing and releasing our emotions. If this state is unfamiliar to us, then in those moments of conflicts or situations or experiences or events where we are being triggered, we are going to react from those unconscious patterns. We are unable to hear what someone has said or have to say because we will be in defense mode and these habitual patterns have taken over because we feel threatened because the other person's experience of reality is not the same as our own. And when we are in that reactive state, it can be challenging to remember the tools that are available to us. That's why practicing and familiarizing these states we want to experience more of on a daily basis so that it can become familiar and safe. So that we know that we are really coming from a place of love, from an empowered place, not from a wounded place, not from a trauma response place, but instead so that we know that our way of being is as powerful, strong, and loving as it can possibly be, then we know we are open for a conscious loving discussion where all realities can coexist. We get to stay strong in who we truly are and allow ourselves to be who we truly are. How can you hold loving space for others and speak your truth from your lived experience of reality? And how can you honor another person's lived experience of reality? Have you set yourself up to the best of your ability to hold that loving space and have that centered state from the beginning of your day, which then spreads out into the rest of your day so that you are able to continue to allow that space to be present as someone else sharing their experience because that's what we are looking for when we are really talking about validation and and what that might look like in a conversation is asking questions and being curious and getting clarity and asking questions like can you tell me a little bit more about why that experience felt the way for you in that moment as it did can you tell me more about what it was that I said or how I said it or even something I did. Are you getting curious and asking those questions for clarity and making sure that you're listening to the answers? Are you being curious and are you aware of your physical body language and your tone of voice and your facial expressions 
as you're asking questions from a place of fear or from a place of love. If you're in a defense mode, the other person will feel the energy and your questions might come across in maybe a passive aggressive way. Are you aware of your own limits and boundaries? Do you know when it's time to maybe take a break from that conversation because you're becoming defensive or triggered or activated in some way? Boundaries are very important. If you haven't already, I invite you to listen or re-listen to the boundaries episodes 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. If we overstep our limits and boundaries, we are going to find ourselves right back in the in that reactive cycle of patterns. So it's becoming aware of when to say, I need some space right now to come home to myself. Let's continue this conversation at some other time and be specific about when that time will be. What meaning are you attaching to their facial expressions, their body language and their tone of voice? If a stranger was observing your conversation with the other person, what would their perception be about this experience? What would a stranger state as facts? Next time you experience an argument or conflict of some sort, notice if you are seeking unconscious validation by going to seek validation from someone else, maybe like-minded people who you know likely have a biased opinion and who you know are going to be on your side. Do you know they will support you and your perspective? What would it feel like to witness yourself in that moment and peel back the layers of what is really going on behind the scenes? Are you able to take away the judgment and criticism and just witness that and hold loving space for yourself? Can you witness and allow the feedback and the information about who you are and how you are responding? How would that feel like for you? How would it feel like to be completely honest with yourself without seeking the validation from others? Are you able to notice when a part of you is reacting to something that just happened and still be able to hold space for the other person who you are present with? Can you coexist and hold both your own and their opinion of what happened? That you don't have to agree with them just because they said something to you or about you or whatever situation doesn't mean it's true or untrue. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but both experiences of reality gets to exist simultaneously. Are you able to come off from a conversation where you might not 
still feel the way the other person feels because you have different experiences, but you can allow your different experiences and perspectives to coexist and understand why you might be feeling the way you are. And even if your feelings aren't mirroring theirs in that given moment, are you able to connect, communicate and evolve with that person? Or do you perhaps go into unconscious patterns and behaviors and become reactive and just arguing away and getting defensive? Can you allow yourself to be aware of the information as feedback that lets you know that there is an expression or feeling that they have and see how you can find a solution that works for both of you to whatever challenges, challenges you may have? Can you give someone else the validation and reminding yourself that that doesn't mean you live in agreement do you have more clarity about why the other person and their experience of that moment, which might still be different from yours, that doesn't mean that you have to adopt their perspective or experience? Can you remember that on many occasions there is incredible value in hearing different perspectives and different perceptions? Due to our conditioning, we are used to make it about us from a place of fear, fear of being who we truly are. The ego always makes it about us from a place of fear. Are you making the experience mean something about you from a place of fear or from a place of love? Are you the lead in your reality from a place of fear? Are you the lead in your reality from a place of love? Are you willing to allow the multiple realities to exist and call in the people who truly loves you for who you are and what you bring to their life, their movie, their show, their reality? How can you say things to other people in a way so that they feel like they are being treated as the lead in their life, in their movie, in their show, in their reality? Not in a way where they feel like you are the lead in their movie, their show, their reality. How can you speak with conscious awareness that you, in that moment, you are in their movie? their show, their life, their reality? How can you make them feel important without people-pleasing while still remaining true to yourself and without having the need to make it about you? When you know what you desire, you can have the respect to treat someone else for a moment like they are the lead in their movie, their show, their life, their reality, and able to speak to them like they matter. 
this only works when you are the lead in your own movie, your life, your reality, your show. If you are not the lead, you can't just try to please everyone because then you are a bit role in your life, your movie, your show, your reality. It is very disempowering to people pleasing just because we don't want them to be mad at us. What is empowering is to consciously choose to be the lead in your reality and allow others to be the lead in theirs, knowing that we all matter and that we all are equally important. What roles are you playing in other people's lives, movies, show, reality? How can you allow others to be the lead in their life, their movie, their show, their reality? How can you interact with people with the understanding that they, they are and will always be the lead in their movie? their show, their life, their reality, and that you will always be the lead in your movie, your show, your life, your reality. How can you interact with people with the understanding that when they are talking to you, they are still the lead in their movie? in their show, in their life, in their reality? How can you learn to coexist with others so that we all get to shine and remember that we all have our seasons of life? What if you have more control over your roles and your identities and that you are able to be who you came here to be to better serve yourself from now on. Did something resonate with you? Who are you going to be and what are you going to do about it? Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your reality. And thank you for being in my reality. Thank you for your time and thank you for your presence. I look forward to being with you again. I am sending you so much love. And until next time, may you remember that you are the script writer, the storyteller, the set designer, the lead, the director, and all of these things. And you get to choose how you want to experience your reality.